this, this last week, um, well, Sue and I were really shaken. Now, I'll tell you what, what happened. Our, our daughter, we've got a 25-year-old daughter. She's living in Paris. She's been living there for the last seven years. And she's been slowly climbing up the culinary ladder. She's now, um, uh, well, not quite a top chef, or at least not recognized as such, because uh, Paris, the culinary world, is a hard world for a woman, and especially for a young woman. And she's been really wanting to show us, you know, mom and dad, I can make it on my own. And she's far away, hey? We can't, we can't just hop on a plane and go and see her, you know, especially with the changes that have taken place in the world this, this last year. And um, last, uh, last Saturday, no, not yesterday, Saturday a week ago, she moved into a new apartment and she was so happy. You know, it was within her budget and, and it was twice as big as the previous apartment and she had gotten some furniture together and she was so happy and, you know, just things were looking up. And then things started shaking. And I mean, literally shaking. Three-story building started to fall apart around her. She had come, come home in the evening. She was, was having a meal and she was just relaxing and this crack started to come in the wall, running right across the ceiling. And she started to feel the floor shaking. So she called the fire brigade and they actually came to evacuate her. And says, you cannot go back into this building again. And the reason why, he says, the, the month before, we had actually already uh, condemned the building and told the, the landlords, nobody is allowed to go into this building because it's unsafe. And every day, well, she's been calling us five, six times a day, and she's just in shock. She's weeping, she can hardly get her words out. She's so traumatized. And how do we respond when the world around us starts falling apart. When things are not the way they were. And I've heard people say, you know, I, I just can't wait to go back to what we knew. I just can't go, I just want things to become normal again. But surprise, surprise, things are not going to be normal again. The normal we knew is past. We don't know what the future is going to be like. And we've come back to church. It's exciting to be back in church. It's exciting to be back with you guys again. Sue and I were locked up. Well, locked up. <laughs> we're in lockup or lockdown in Uganda. It was going to be nine weeks last year. It became 11 months. And we missed fellowship. We missed our church family. We missed our brothers and sisters. And we're so glad the Lord has brought us back but, but how do we respond? How have you responded to this last year? And, and how are you going to respond to the challenges that are going to come to you this year? Because the shaking hasn't stopped yet. There's going to be more shaking. And the reason why is the things that are in your lives that are holding you back from that pure devotion to Jesus must be shaken away. Uh, we, the, the first service we were t talking about uh, Psalm 23, and I just want to go back to that. And, and the, you know, all of us want Jesus to lead us beside still waters and green pastures. And I think many of us would rather be beside still waters and green pastures without the Lord 
than going through the valley of the shadow of death with the Lord. What is better? David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to spend my whole life in the tents of the wicked. Yes, and we can say, yes, but the wicked are having fun. They're getting together, they're flaunting the lockdowns, they're flaunting the masks, they're dancing, they're drinking, they're doing their things, they're having fun. But I'd rather be a doorkeeper because one day in God's presence is better than the rest of our lives in the world. Oh, that the Lord may shake away the things that are holding us back from that pure devotion to Him, from that pure love to Him, because He's worthy. He's worthy of all that we have. So I was preparing, I had to, to think, well, actually last Sunday already, I had to think of, of what happened when, when the Israelites, when the Jews came back out of captivity, out of exile from Babylon back to Jerusalem. And they started to rebuild the temple. And as they were rebuilding the temple, there were two reactions from people because they were confronted with the new normal, you see. And there were people that were excited Yes, we can gather together again. We can build the temple. We can worship again. It's exciting. And then there were people who were weeping because they say, it's nothing like what we had before. The temple we had before was glorious. The presence of God was overwhelming. And now we're just a small group of people. We're just going to try to rebuild the worship community. And they were weeping because that is not like what it was before. And we have actually heard Christians say the same. Yes, we can meet together, but we're meeting only 50 people. What happened to the gatherings when we could meet with, with thousands? We want to meet again with thousands to worship the Lord. And the new normal, I'm not liking it. I'm not liking face masks. I'm not liking hand sanitizers. I'm not liking washing your hands all the time. I'm not liking not hugging people. I'm not liking not touching people. I'm not liking staying three feet away from earth. It's hard. But you know what I'm saying? And we can look back and say, we want it to be like it was. But it's not going to be like it was. It's going to be different. And we need to find out what is God doing in the different. Because He is not different. He's the same. He was, now He is, and He always will be. And then I had to think of that second temple that people were, were building. I'm, I'm not going to read through the scriptures because I just want you to get the heart what the Lord is sharing today. But the people were so sad that the second temple was not like the first one. And by the time Jesus arrives on the scene, hundreds of years later, 400 years later, and he 
goes into that second temple that had been beautified by Herod. It had become one of the most beautiful buildings in the East. And Jesus walks, at the beginning of his ministry, walks into that temple. The presence of God came into that temple. And what was it confronted with? It was confronted with a marketplace and a cattle barn. And what did Jesus do? He made a whip and drove out the sheep and the goat, the goats and the cows. And he turned over the tables of the money changers and he says, the house of my Lord, the house of the Lord has been turned into a marketplace. You see, that was the new normal. That is what the new normal had become when we start building the house we want instead of building the house or, or joining the house that God is building. See, if we build with our material, with the way we want to build, it will become a cattle barn. It will become a place of money changers. It will become just like the world. And Jesus drove them out. Why? Because when Jesus entered that temple, the glory of the Lord entered that temple. And it wasn't long after that, that, that uh, actually it was at the same time that, that the leaders of, of Israel, the, the religious leaders, confronted Jesus and said, what gives you the authority to do this? And then he makes his amazing statement. He says, you break down this temple, I'll build it up in three days. You see, there's a third temple. And it continues on to say in John chapter 2, and it says he wasn't talking about the physical temple, he was talking about his body. He was going to die for them, be three days in the earth and rise again to new life. Which temple do we want? Do we want Solomon's temple? Do we want the old, how it was? Or do we want a, a, a new temple, a new normal, and work towards that and, and, and see how, how we can beautify it? How we can make it a place of comfort, a place that we like, maybe a place that was like we had before. Or are we focusing on the third temple, the Lord Jesus Christ? And Jesus at this time is telling us, everything is changing, but I'm the same. I will not change. And he is calling us to that pure and uncompromised, undiluted devotion to him. Let everything change. I'd rather be in the valley of the shadow of death with Jesus than in the green pastures without him. Where do you want to be? And maybe this world is going to become like a valley of the shadow of death as more and more people are dying. You only have to read the book of Revelation. And it says that plagues will come upon the earth that will wipe out a third of the world's population. It's going to happen. And what we're experiencing now is a forerunner of what is to come. And Jesus is shaking our foundations to see where we are standing. Are we standing on the solid ground? Are we standing on the rock? Are we building our lives on the rock that is Jesus? Or do we think that our foundation, you know, it's okay, I'm mixing a little bit with the world. 
I'm mixing a little bit with this, I'm mixing a little bit with that. When the shaking comes, the cracks will appear. But it's not too late. It's not too late to say, Lord, investigate my, my foundation. Because I don't want to go back to the old normal. I don't want to create my own new normal. I want to build my house upon the rock. I want you to be my temple, my focal point of worship. And Jesus says, come, all who are weary and heavy laden, come and I will give you rest. And that is his invitation to all of you today. Will you come? Will you come to Jesus who is your true temple, who will not change, who cannot be shaken? And if you are in him, if you come and you are in him, you will be secure. And then you can say whatever the devil throws at me, I don't care because I am founded on the rock that cannot be shaken. As I said, there's more shaking going to come. This is a time of preparation. Make sure your life is founded upon the rock that cannot be shaken. The invitation is to all of you. Actually, I think it's more than an invitation. It's a very, very, very strong appeal. Because the Lord doesn't want any of you to fall away when the shaking comes. When greater shaking comes, He doesn't want any of you to fall away. Build your house, build your life upon your relationship with Jesus, making the focal point of your love and of your worship undivided, unpolluted, uncompromised devotion to Jesus. Amen.